Now, it's time for Spotlight on Business, where every week we put the spotlight on a different local business so you can find out how they serve you and the community. Now, from Michiana's Morning News, it's Laura Smith. Well, it's great to be with you on Spotlight on Business, and I love it when the man um, who knows just about every single thing there is to know about real estate, not only in our area, but kind of in Washington as well, he's a he's somebody who who frequently uh, converses with and uh, shares ideas and all the things that are going on in the market with Washington, D.C., but he's our very own Nick Wise here on Spotlight on Business. Once a month from REMAX Results, he is uh, well-versed in everything that's going on. And so this is a half an hour that you're going to want to really tune into. Whether you're in the market to buy a home, to sell a home, or just want to know where it's going. Because let's face it, it affects all of us. Whether you're a renter, a buyer, a seller. The real estate market affects everyone, as do interest rates and such. So Nick Wise is here. He is uh, really a, a consummate professional and somebody who knows everything that's going on, so much so that he does lend his thoughts to Washington, D.C. on the Indiana State of Affairs in Real Estate. So thank you, as always, for being here, Nick Wise of REMAX Results. Well, thank you for having me on. You know, it's my pleasure to be here. Yeah, you do. You, I mean, you're also the president of the Board of Realtors for Elkhart County, which is a big deal. Well, yeah, I guess you it never is. make a big deal out of it because you're very <laughs> humble. But it is. It's a big deal. You are really, you know, somebody in the field of, of um, you know, real estate that does more than just being a broker. However, you are an amazing broker. You were my broker when I moved here, and I will forever be grateful for our interaction then and uh, where you brought me to because um, it's uh, it was a great experience considering it was in the middle of COVID when I bought my house and all the different things that, you know you had to go through in terms of how you were showing houses and selling and all this. You made the process so easy, and I'll I'll always be grateful to you for that. Well, thank you. I, it was obviously a joy to work with you, too, and I got to meet so many members of your family in that process. That was really, really wonderful, too. So, yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed that opportunity. It was a unique one because, as you remember, half the time you were in New York still, and, and we're just communicating via phone, text, email. Um, I think the first time we actually went through the home that you currently reside in, you weren't there. I think it might have just been your, your mom it and your dad. It was my sister. And your sister. Okay, It was, it was just, just my sister because we hadn't right. told my parents yet because <laughs> we thought before we get there, get, get them excited about the prospect of me moving back to Indiana, I wanted to make sure I had a place to live and it was a reality. And so, yeah, you did that clandestinely with my sister, Terry. That's right. Covert ops to get yeah, you that house. Exactly. Yeah. And that was during a time when it, realtors weren't even i mean it was just like that week you were allowed to show houses again because before that you weren't even allowed to show up in person to show somebody a house so it was a very very unique um time for for people buying and selling and boy has the market and the world changed since even then 2020 i bought my house in june and and look at how the the whole marketplace has changed and everything and that's why i'm always so glad that you're here because you really do keep us up to date on what's going on so do tell here we are in the throes of august gosh i can't even believe it and um yeah and 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 yet things are changing even as we speak at the moment what's happening out there they do seem to be shifting again uh laura honestly we we've maintained this low inventory which has been a problem going back years i mean that was a problem when you were looking for a home still we were we had a low inventory 
And now we've got high interest rates. And that's probably the biggest change that's created kind of a flux in the market is now the reason for the low inventory seems to really be gravitating toward folks who don't want to move their rates. They want to move their house, but they don't want to move off these rates that they've got. Uh, and it has really created quite a stymie out there. Um, we, we are competing with that issue. And then we've also got the problem around here of not having a lot of new builds. Um, as you're probably aware, there's a, you know, a, a battery factory that's coming into to St. Joe County. Um, and, and we don't have anywhere to put these people. If we're expecting people to move in to fill these 2,000 vacant positions that are going to be coming up, where on earth are we going to put them? We don't even have enough homes right now for the people that have lived here and are just looking to move laterally. But is that really true when you say there's not enough homes for people? I mean, I see for you know leasing signs up everywhere in these new apartment complexes and such. Isn't isn't that available housing? So yes, it is. Yes, it is. And I should specify and clarify that we're talking about homes for people to buy. Um, yeah, and and rentals have eased a little bit. That was a pretty feverish market there too for a while. Just trying to find a rental for a reasonable rate was almost impossible. Um, you know, sometimes you'd be going in with your application and you're up against sixty other people in certain situations I had heard of. So it's it's definitely eased a little bit with the leasing market. Rental rates have actually come down a little bit too. I think we're down about 8% um, off the high on rental rates. So that has at least gotten a little bit better. But when you have people who are coming out here for these jobs, and some of them are well-paying jobs, and we're still having difficulty finding housing to put them in, we've got an issue. you know. And, and I, I did speak, uh, we had an opportunity to speak with, with you know Rudy Yacom uh, a couple weeks ago, and then we also had... Senator Todd Young in to the South Bend Association and met with him and spoke with him. And, and he absolutely agreed and made a really good point that it's it's difficult for us to get these new builds because it's hard to encourage the national home builders like your D.R. Hortons to build here. You know, their, their cost of building is relatively the same if they're going to build here as opposed to building in the West Coast. And the unfortunate reality is when they sell that home here, that 1,600 square foot home here is probably going to sell for under $400,000 or right around it. They can go out there, build the same house, and it's going to sell for six fifty to seven fifty, maybe even higher, depending on the location. Right. So we continue to struggle to get those builders. We've got great custom home builders here, but we don't have the volume builders. The volume builders. Okay, so those people that do those, um, they're we used to call them developments. Yeah. Is, is that what you still, still call fair. them? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Building a lot of spec houses, and then. You know, you build them up before you even got the buyer. You build them, they're ready, and then the buyers come in after. Now it's more so you got the lot picked out, somebody buys the lot, or the builder buys the lot, and then they prepare to build it when they've got somebody set to, to customize the home. I see. And, you know, I, I get, I hate to say it, but I get sad when I see a lot of this farmland for sale because I'm thinking it's just not going to, it's it's changing the landscape, literally changing the landscape of where we live, and yet, I guess that's what people need in order to build these developments. It's so necessary, and it's it's interesting to hear you have that perspective. I was just speaking with a uh, one of our more respected uh, lenders the other day, and he was commenting on, we just can't get these farmers to sell their land fast enough. You know, so you're looking at it like, oh, we're changing over too much, we're, we're becoming more urban, getting away from the rural, and uh, he's looking at it from the other perspective like, no, we need those farmers to sell that land because we need more developments. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, kind of both double-edged sword, I guess. Yeah, I guess it's good for for people who are developing though, because that they pretty much have are guaranteed that they're going to be able to sell their homes once they're built. Correct? Well, yeah, yeah, I think so. There's there is an issue right now that we're seeing, and and that's one of the things I wanted to talk to to you about today is what is selling on the market right now. 
Um, you know, I think we've gotten far away from the the point that we were at two, two and a half years ago, where it literally felt like you could put your home on the market. You didn't have to do anything at all to it, and it was going to sell. And it was probably going to sell for more than you even thought it would, um, maybe more than your market analysis said that it would. And that uh, that has not been the case lately. We, we are starting to see homes pull back a little bit from the resurgence that they had. You know, that we kind of hit our, our dip last year when rates started to move. People panicked a little bit, and rightfully so. And they thought, you know, let's hold on. Let's see what happens. And then they came back. You know, all this pent-up demand from buyers came back, and they started buying again. Homes were selling for at full value and sometimes over again. That's starting to recede now a little bit. Buyers are becoming much more demanding. Um, you know, just as an example here in St. Joe County right now, there's 400 active listings. Their average days on market is 53. And if you remember from past conversations, we like to sit somewhere between about 60 and 90 days on market. That's actually a fairly normal, healthy market. Um, our pendings, which there's 293 pending in St. Joe County, their days on market is only 22. So, and the median on, on that is eight, eight days on the market right now for, for pending homes that are in St. Joe County. So really what, when I look at that data and it's, it's almost the same for Elkhart County, by the way, as far as percentage based. Um, but when I look at that data, I say, okay, these homes that are sitting that are out here for 53 days on market, as opposed to an eight day median, what I'm seeing is these people have either put their home up at a price that is unrealistic or they haven't done the prep work that it is becoming necessary again to do. You know, I think we got to a point again where it's just kind of a free-for-all, let's throw our home out there, somebody's going to buy it. That wasn't that way for many, many years. And now we're getting back to that point where, like, if you want your home to sell for top dollar and you're going to ask that top dollar, you might want to do some things first. And and we can we can always discuss that in a little more detail because yeah. I do have some good advice, I think, and I hope people will... We'll be excited to hear that. I, I'm excited to hear about it. I, I love to hear what, you know, uh, people need to do in order to sell it. Because like you said before, when, when I bought and sold during the COVID, it was really, I sold my house with no inspection because the woman waived the inspection and it was a cash offer. And, and it was, it, this all happened within, there were competing offers within three days. So I didn't have to do anything to my house. In fact, my whole cooling system, my AC, my it just blew out the day after we signed the contract. And she was like, no problem. <laughs> because there were so many people vying for the houses in that area that it was just a no problem. But not so happening anymore. Just three short years later, what are people doing now to make sure that their homes are selling? So... I have a list of things that I think you should do when you're getting ready to sell your home before you, you know, think about putting that sign out in the yard. Number one, I've got to say it, call your realtor. That's the number one first step that you should take because all the other things that go along with this are maybe good things you should do. Maybe they're not good things you should do. And you need to get a professional perspective on things before you go ahead and start making changes to your home. Find out what's going to bring that dollar back to you. Um, I'm pretty fortunate in that I had the opportunity to work with some really great investors who, who flip homes and they've done this for years. It is what they do. It is their full-time job. And so I kind of advise people in, in a mirror perspective, I guess, of that. You know, if the flippers are doing it, they're doing it for a reason. They're getting that money back. So paint. I mean, if you want to talk about something that you could do to your home that's not horribly expensive, you can paint your home and you can paint it some nice neutral new colors, get rid of all those bold you know, if you got some big oranges, hey, you, you haven't been in my house lately. You can have them when you love them, but when you go to sell, sometimes it can be a deterrent for people. Um, and I will also say, and all the things I'm about to mention here, 
know your strengths and know your weaknesses. If you're not good at doing something, uh, practicing on your home right before it goes for sale might not be the best time. So <laughs> there's some great right. contractors out there. Right. If you ever need any references, please call me. That's one of the things I'd love to help people with um, is to give references on those kinds of things. But paint, generally speaking, not horribly expensive, something that many homeowners can do themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, the other item that I've noticed that uh, almost always goes into the homes when, when my flippers flip them is they're putting in new flooring. I, I, I mean, sometimes the flooring, you, you look at it before and you're like, that's probably okay. They're going to change it out. They want that new flooring because it's going to create that splash effect. Um, they're still doing carpet in the bedrooms most often, but then throughout your main level of the rest of your home, it's, it's often common to do just one type of flooring, and vinyl planking is really still mm-hmm. what's in right now. Relatively inexpensive. Again, it's something that a lot of people can do themselves. I did it myself. Not the handiest man in the world right here. You did it. You mean physically you put <laughs> it in. I physically did uh, wow. multiple levels of our house uh, by myself. And and yeah, and I think it looks great. I, I had a little help from dad. Thanks, dad. But uh, yeah, I, I think that's one of the better things you can do as well. Just to get, if you've got the old beat up carpet and it needs stretched or it's got stains, get it out of there. Get it out. Yeah, I have bamboo uh, planking and uh, it's wonderful because it's waterproof. It's scratch proof. They say it's high heel proof, which is good for me because I I tend to <laughs> leave marks on the floor with my high heels and uh, pet proof. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you can get wonderful and it's beautiful, really beautiful. It really is. And a lot of times, you know, it, it you can kind of get the colors you want to match up with your paint scheme so much easier than if you were trying to select a hardwood. You know, not to dissuade from hardwoods because there's still some beautiful. I'm a cherry guy. I love cherry. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, there's a lot of things you can do with with the vinyl that you can't do with the other types of flooring. So big, big, big fan of that. Um, probably the other things that you can do, I hate to say this, but you know, people always talk about staging the home and then I see some people that maybe go too far with that. I'm definitely a less is more kind of approach. Mm -hmm. What you really want to do when you're focusing on staging your house is get yourself out of it as much as you can. Um, you do want to take down, if you have a lot of pictures, like it seems like a lot of people have that wall in their house where it is just pictures of the family. You can barely see the wall. Um, that wall probably needs to go and it needs to go back to just being a wall. (laughs) Yeah, You know, get yourself out of it. Let them see themselves in the home. Uh, Decluttering goes right along with that. Try and think about if you're walking through a room and you have four other people with you, which we often do as real estate agents, we've often got, you know, the spouses, we've got their children. Sometimes we've got mom and dad with us and we're all trying to move through this home together. So think about that feng shui, you know, how well does this flow? Do we need, can we get rid of that extra couch or love seat? Uh, if you can do, mm-hmm. uh, it, it really does help. And it creates that, again, that spatial awareness for people to see themselves and their belongings in the home. Countertops are another huge one. If you've got countertops, big countertops in the kitchen, show them off. If you've got stuff stacked all over your countertops, <laughs> that's all they're going to see. I feel like you're like talking about <laughs> me here. Hold on now. I've got some pictures of Laura's <laughs> countertops. I'm, I'm prepared to tweet these out. So. Oh. Oh my goodness. No, you're right, though. People like less is more when it comes to that's what people they want to be able to imagine themselves there. And when you've got your stuff everywhere, that's that's absolutely true. Yeah, absolutely true. What else? The, Bathrooms, kitchens. Yeah. Now, yeah. what happens when somebody cannot afford mm-hmm. and you know that people are looking for updated baths and kitchens? What happens then? How do you deal with that? That's the tough one, but I can tell you more often than not, that money does come back to you. I know it's tough. You know, say, hey, you got to put in 20, 30, 40 grand into a, a bathroom and a kitchen remodel. Not everybody's got that sitting around. So that's very much understandable. One thing that a lot of folks can do is actually go ahead and get a second loan temporarily, go get a, you know, a line of credit on their home, 
use the equity that they built, do some of this remodeling, get that money back when the home actually sells. And I don't know that we'll talk about it much today, but there is actually a piece of legislation out there. I think we'll probably talk about it next month when I come in, and it deals with giving homeowners an opportunity to get a tax credit back when they do upgrades on their own home. Oh, love it. Interesting stuff, as always, with Nick Wise of REMAX Results. He's also the president of the Board of Realtors for Elkhart County and so much more. We love it when he comes in here, and he loves it when you contact him because he really, truly is available to help anyone who is either seeking to uh, buy a home or sell their home or just some great information. He's got it all. Uh, Give us your best website. Yeah, you can find me on the web at NICWYSE.com. We'll be right back more with Nick Wise and Spotlight on Business. I'm Laura Smith.